Megan is the latest movie to join the killer doll subgenre. She's got the latest hardware, killer dance moves, and a little bit of attitude. So let's see if her movie can stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with the titans of knee-high mischief. Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tim. Peter, seriously, flush the toilet. Come on. <laughs> Welcome, this is a horror movie podcast. We get together and we talk about horror movies. That's simple and for probably the last time in quite a while because Tim is going on paternity leave. We're mostly banking episodes for his absence right now. <laughs> but we did have time for one last new theatre release and that is Megan. The new Bloomhouse horror movie. I forgot they had a fancy new intro, by the way. Like, I was surprised to see it. Because I, I have seen it before, but, like, I'd forgotten about it. <laughs> you know, it's, it starts off with, like, Michael Myers in the woods, and it pulls back to, like, two purge-looking characters, and there's, like, a spooky ghost. And then it's just BH. Like, they're Warner Brothers <laughs> now. Um, Possible future bonus content video, but we should do, like, a ranking of all, like, horror production company... Logos ah, at ah, some point. I like it. I like it. Oh, to be fair, I actually think an even better one's Atomic Monster, which is, was right after it. That's actually James Wan's. That's a really company. Good one. Yeah. yeah, it's just a really like fun one. one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Future, future content idea. I like that. I like that. Um, but yes, welcome. We're going to have Megan. This is the the movie about the the robot doll that will inevitably turn homicidal. You might say. Um, trailer came out to got a lot of buzz tiktok loved it because of megan doing her dance and uh we're going to talk about it. we'll start spoiler free of course as we always do and we'll warn you before we get into spoilers so seems like is if, if you want to ensure that like whatever you're doing is popular do you just have to put in like a like a kind of a crazy dance in it um, yeah and the tiktok generation maybe joe is so yeah. bizarre right? and it's I like that... wednesday was like so big like <laughs> i I keep seeing all these things about the the dance from uh, Wednesday and ah uh, yeah yeah. Sure. Oh, without getting to, obviously we're in spoilers right yet. I have to say mm. though that dance which is in the trailer, um, I don't actually know why in the scene in the movie she does that dance. <laughs> like, there's no reason for her to dance in the scene. She just does it. Yeah. There's like, no setup for it. There's no like reason why she like 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 goes into a dance at any point. I don't know. Uh, it's the rule of cool, baby. If it looks cool, just do it. It doesn't matter. They just do it. Just, I, I guess Megan just likes to dance, as is, is, is the best I can do to explain it. But uh, <laughs> uh, but obviously the makers are glad they did, because it turned her into a TikTok icon, which probably boosted the box office <laughs> by at least double uh, for, for the weekend. Uh, so uh, TikTok icon. Any, any three greater <laughs> words in the English language? <laughs> Uh, that definitely is. I'm just drawing a blank. It's just too. <laughs> I'm, I'm too uh, sleep deprived to uh, mm. to possibly even give you an answer to that. So, uh, yeah. So uh, we'll we'll get to uh, get into Megan. Uh, don't take that the wrong way, Tim. Yeah. I know you were hyped. I know you were counting down the days mm. to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hopefully the uh the the you know because you're a big fan of the boy you were hoping megan was going to be the <laughs> the bride of the boy as as it were the the counterpart the the oh, sure. the femme toy fatale 
Yeah. <laughs> How did you feel about Megan? Uh, well, uh, actually, first before we start, I'll do a, I'll do a quick impression of the guy that sat next to me in the theater. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So, like, literally two seconds into the movie starting, which you know it, it doesn't start with like the title or anything. It starts like with this fake commercial. Two seconds into that, the guy turns to me and goes, "Is this Megan?" I go, yeah. And he goes, crap, I'm in the wrong theater. And he storms up and (laughs) just leaves. (laughs) Only he didn't say crap, but because of a, you know, I I can't say the word he actually said, but um, (laughs) it's just really funny. Um, I'm very curious, like what he uh, was planning on seeing and also like how he just instantly knew <laughs> that like the he was not in the right theater <laughs> i mean uh, yeah the fake commercial at the start of the movie sort of introduces the idea of like you know toys that are kind of advanced so i i, I guess mm-hmm. like he you know he's he's aware of the trailer he's aware that it's out so he sees this like fake ad and he's like you know what this feels like megan <laughs> yeah <laughs> I like, i'm that. pretty sure this is a black panther too i could be wrong I will but, say that that commercial at the start felt so so much like a real kids toy commercial that it oh, felt yeah. really weird because I was like because you, you get the Universal you get the Blumhouse you get the Atomic mm. Monster production logos and then it goes to that and I felt like wait, if they accidentally went back to the ads like that were playing before the movie <laughs> yeah but, yeah all right what do you think right, uh, yeah so um, yeah the actual movie itself uh, I I had a blast I thought it was a lot of fun um, it was i mean you know going by the trailer uh it was pretty much what i expected which is uh you know just kind of like a goofy you know killer doll movie um you know we're not talking about necessarily like you know uh (laughs) elevated horror as they like to say here um this is one where it's just kind of a blast I, i thought it was pretty funny at parts i i'll be honest like i actually wasn't expecting this but i did think like some of it was kind of sweet. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I thought Allison Williams, like what did a really good job as a, you know, uh, Gemma and like, I don't know, like her kind of like struggling with, you know, all of a sudden having, uh, you know, this essentially like a daughter that, uh, you know, she didn't plan for, or not, not to say like, you know, she didn't want like, you know, cause it is, you know, family and, you know, she had a relationship with her and liked her and stuff, obviously, but you know, to kind of have it thrust upon her is like something she wasn't ready for. And then kind of learning to deal with it. Like actually, thought they did a pretty good uh sweet job with that and uh yeah i think uh i don't really know exactly what it is about it but there's something just very satisfying (laughs) about seeing megan on screen like uh the way she like the (laughs) (laughs) oh this is so satisfying yeah megan go go megan (laughs) i mean you make it sound like perverted or something but i just mean like there's something that's just like inherently kind of funny or goofy about the way she looks and like moves and stuff that i don't know it was always fun when she was doing something on screen and i thought she was like really funny there's plenty of parts where you know uh, i was laughing and you know um you know if, if the question is kind of like oh is it intentionally you know funny or not uh i i think it is and i've listened to like a podcast with like the writer of the movie who also like wrote malignant and she seems to be very like self-aware and knows what they're doing and you know, so it's not like they were trying to make something very serious that people just, you know, <laughs> laughed at. Like, you know, it's very intentionally uh, funny, but um, yeah, and, and I mean, 
you know, it is PG-13, which I think some people kind of whined about. Uh, and I know people talked about, like, oh, like, you know, uh, maybe we'll see, like, an R-rated version someday. But I don't think it's really necessary. I think it worked well for, you know, uh, being, uh, you know, in the in its PG-13 uh, format. Uh, I thought there was some, you know, decent enough, like, scares and, you know, kills. Uh, there was some, like, uh, honestly, some, you know, a violent stuff that I actually wasn't really uh, prepared for. I was a little surprised that, like, once again in particular, I was like, whoa, I uh, like, I thought I kind of knew it was going to happen from the trailer, but um, then they go somewhere uh, that surprised me. Um, but no, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I thought there was a lot of satisfying uh, stuff in this. I had a really good time. Yeah, I... Uh... <laughs> So I never know what you're gonna say because you always like, like stop. Like you, you just you need to take everything I, I said in and. Like... <laughs> I need to process what you said. You know, I need to uh, put it through the old central processing unit, much like Megan has, and and consider uh, how I'm going to uh, respond. No, you should change your name to P3 tier. <laughs> by the way, what processing version three? <laughs> Something, something timothy's electronic robot uh, robot i mean nars easy come on like the word robot's right there too um you know i i so i i was vocally a little more down in the trailer when it came out and i said that it looked kind of stupid but it did have the potential to be funny like bad like you know so so bad it's good it was kind of like mm -hmm. what i was getting from the trailer as a possibility and mm -hmm. going to see it it's kind of it's kind of weird where it lands for me because i think it's better than the trailer had me think it would be in that it focuses so much on the idea of like uh, alison williams character taking in her niece after her you know the niece's parents uh, die mm -hmm. and the struggles of like becoming like a parent out of nowhere when you didn't really ask for it and how you know having to deal with that and so it's very competent and it's like drama if that makes mm -hmm. sense um sure. but i have to say like i was also kind of disappointed that it wasn't crazier mm -hmm. because i was sure. i felt like most of the crazier megan scenes were all in the trailer like all the mm -hmm. times where she like moves in a weird way or whatever i think are in the trailer like there's very little uh, extra stuff in the movie in, in regards to that. Um, so, I, I and I think that's a pretty low body count. Like, I could have used more kills. Like, and the, the PG-13 thing, like, yeah, there's one or two scenes that go a bit further than I thought because it was PG-13, but at the same time, there was definitely other ones where I was like, you know, I, I probably would like more violence in this. Like, I, I think I want to see, like, not quite Terrifier 2 level of violence because that's like the, the absolute, you know, gold standard up, up the tippy top pinnacle of, of movie violence but um cer certainly something where I'm, I'm getting a little bit more uh more visual sort of payoff to things because there's definitely some where it just cuts away when she's about to do something or right uh, or you know whatever or there'll be something where there is something violent that happens but there's like a shocking lack of blood for it you know, like someone gets like stabbed with a nail and there's just like no blood because they just cut away quickly and it just feels quite, I guess, dry for lack of a better word. Um, so I don't know. I was I was a little bit more mixed on it in that surprisingly it's it's a better made movie 
that I think I would have expected, but that's almost more disappointing to me because I wanted something just crazier. Uh, I think it's sure. actually a lot more <laughs> subdued than I was expecting and a lot more... Yeah, like, like I kind of agree that it is kind of sweet in places, but I almost thought it was a bit of a downer because instead of just getting into the crazy Megan antics, there was so much of like, oh, the the, the girl's sad because her parents are dead. I was like, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Give me the crazy robot killing people. <laughs> <laughs> so... I don't want to sound too negative because I don't think it's that bad. Uh, you know, it's got a very high review score on Rotten Tomatoes, which I was shocked to see when the reviews landed. And I can see why no one's faulting it overall. But as a horror movie fan, I kind of left feeling like, now I could have used more carnage. I wanted more carnage, Tim. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I would hold that against you. Yeah. So, yeah. Like I say, very little bit of... Uh, and as far as the intentional comedy goes, like, mm. I, there is one joke that did make me laugh quite a bit. And I think it was the only joke mm. of the whole time that made, like, the entire room laugh. Like, I heard everyone in the theatre, like, mm. get, get, let out a proper laugh for. Um, otherwise, I would say it's vaguely amusing at times. But mm. uh, the the sadness of, like... You know, the, the 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 depressing nature of the setup of the plot, which is that this little girl loses her parents, <laughs> and then it's all about Alison Williams, like, struggling to be this new parental figure for her. Uh, I, I think it just overwhelmed everything too much that I didn't think that much of it was that funny, but, mm. you know. But... I think that there was, like, a lot of stuff that was, like, I don't know. It, like, to me, it was maybe just kind of, like, situational or, like, just laughing at, like, kind of, like, the awkwardness of, like, <laughs> you know, uh, some stuff like especially with like katie being like such like a a sad sack and then you know like having to give a presentation and then like just improving like all this stuff about being sad about like your parents death and stuff like not really meant to be funny but i'm kind of laughing out of like you know the awkwardness uh of, of that kind of stuff like yeah also there's a lot of things that are just kind of like inherently like so stupid that it's funny to me like that just the idea that they think like this is like the biggest breakthrough since like the automobile or, or whatever, or that like everyone's going to want one of these. Like, I don't know that to me, that's just inherently kind of funny. Cause it's like, I don't know. It's kind of like, well, like if it was a real life thing, I'd be like, oh, I don't want this. It's like, it's weird and creepy. Well, it, it's not like he's into some serious stuff though, where like the question mm -hmm. of like, if, if a kid has a toy as advanced as Megan, um, does that like almost hinder the relationship the kid has with the parents because the toy itself can like respond and like give advice and uh you know it actually raises some interesting questions about raising kids and it kind of like it brings it up at the start of the movie about like limiting screen time and that's like a very real thing and then it kind of extends that into but what if you actually had like a robotic toy that could just pretend to be a person the whole time yeah i mean that's another thing like i wasn't really expecting <laughs> from it is i you know, I, I didn't think it would necessarily be about anything. I thought it would just be kind of a killer doll movie. But yeah, there's like a very clear message about like dependence on technology and yeah, like, you know, raising kids in this you know new kind of technological world. So there's definitely like some extra yeah, like, food for I would, thought. I would <laughs> say I less thinking. dependence on technology and more substituting technology for human interaction. Like I, I would sure. say is maybe more accurate. Because I don't think the movie's anti-technology. I think it's just... You know, like sure. there's a lot of scenes where Allison's like too absorbed looking at her phone when she's supposed to be looking after Katie, uh, and it kind of you know shows you that stuff. So, 
Yeah, but I was almost disappointed that it was actually trying to say something because I wanted a dumb movie. <laughs> like, I went into this wanting dumb and it was trying to be serious all the time and it kind of, like, just bummed me out. I was like, what are you doing? Like, where, where's stupid Megan doing her, you know, like, stalking and killing and shit? And it takes a while before, you know, there's a lot of build-up, you know, because we don't even get to Megan being, like, fully introduced and formed until, you know, a good at least like 30 to 40 minutes out of the movie there was a lot of setup with the you know the, the kid's death the other not the kid's death sorry the parent's death i should say and then the you know adoption or temporary adoption of, of her niece and like what her work life is like because she works you know allison williams works at a toy factory a toy factory she works at a toy <laughs> company like the r d and she you know designs fancy stuff and all that uh, and that's kind of her life um and you know it was a as a as a line early on uh, from her like home assistant thing like her her alexa style thing that says mm. welcome home Gemma. uh you have five tinder notifications and the first thing that popped out of my head i was like yeah but it's like five black men that you're waiting to betray <laughs> this is uh the girlfriend from get out for anyone who doesn't get yeah. that joke so <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second to be like okay where are you going with this Pete? Jesus. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay i got you i got you <laughs> oh dear um yeah so- she I, she's really good like i don't uh, I don't know if I necessarily like know her from too much, other than like Get Out. Like uh, I, I guess she was in Girls, but I never really watched that. But uh, uh, she was in one other movie we did. She was in um, was she? it Perfect Perfection? The one where it was her and oh, the other woman right. and their yeah. you know their, their that's their, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but I I really liked her. No, I thought she was like uh, you know, played the character very well. It was like a you know as much as like you know she's not like a perfect person. Like you know she's very. Uh, you know, probably like a little too, you know, into her, her work and stuff and like, you know, maybe a little too uptight about stuff. Uh, but I don't know. She was a, like wait, a are we talking about the character around. or the actress here? Cause the way you started that was like, she's not like a perfect person, but oh. <laughs> and you, and you've said nothing yet that might, that, that couldn't possibly refer to the, <laughs> to both. Uh, I mean, I don't know her as an, as a, <laughs> a an actual person. So I'll just, uh, say I'm Cause you could be talking about her acting, here. but you could be saying, "Oh, she's like a workaholic." You know, she's really too into her work. You know, she, she really needs to. to... Allison well, needs to spend more time with her family. I mean, geez. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's this is a character, obviously. <laughs> uh, but no, I but I mean I thought, uh, you know, she was a she she played the character very well though, and it was like I don't know, it's interesting, um, following her like that. That's why I, I see some of the points that you're making, but like for me, I think. I don't know, I, I enjoy this character so much and kind of the journey, and even if, you know, the story was maybe a little more self-serious or than I was kind of expecting going into, like, a Goofy Killer doll movie, um, it didn't really bother me that much. Uh, it's because I, I guess no, I kind of got she, wrapped up in it. She's solid, and the character writing's actually pretty decent, particularly her relationship with Katie. That stuff's good. Although, I yeah. will say her boss is a little overly comedic it's a little much yeah, yeah he, he's like like he, he's like he's like the the boss out of like a, an actual full-on comedy who's like entered yeah, into yeah. this movie that is otherwise a bit more serious uh and he kind of felt out of place when he was on screen uh to me you know it's the he had this way of talking he was very loud he was very animated uh that, that kind of stuck out to me a lot but uh a little bit but i don't know it kind of worked for me i thought some of the stuff he said was funny <laughs> like i don't know I, I liked how into this doll, like, he ended up getting. He did have one line that, that gave me a good chuckle. 
Um, uh, so, so, something about they're going to present Megan to the world, and he says something like, uh, something about another company. Like, uh, mm. this company's, you know, we're going to kill this company. I can't remember what it was, but... It was basically it was basically making fun of some some other company that makes robotic yeah. stuff, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. Nah. Now nah, my favorite my favorite joke in the whole movie, without spoiling it because I can get away with this here, uh, is just I'll say the kid that's a bit older has response mm-hmm. to his mother at the the oh, new, sure, sure. the the, the, the I, I don't even know what you call it. This it was like a I don't know. It, it seemed like a maybe not necessarily like uh, an actual school, but maybe like um some type of after school like camping um like afternoon thing i don't know it was, was kind of hard <laughs> yeah it was like a bunch of there was kind of range thing for a bunch of kids to do like a scavenger hunt in the woods so like everyone was out for like a picnic yeah. type of thing yeah so um but yeah i yeah I don't, I don't, it's so weird like my complaints of this movie are not what i thought they would be it's very competent and <laughs> like it's, it's straightforward storytelling but all mm. the things I actually wanted from it, it didn't deliver. And I do think the body count's quite low. I, I do think it actually yeah. holds back a little bit in terms of being a horror movie. Uh, I will say, I did call something that was going to happen in the last, like, you know, 15 minutes, and I was glad it did happen. Oh, yeah. Uh, Me too, yeah. So that, that was nice, and I suspect... It's like a pretty... It, it's like a pretty classic, like, you know, Chekhov's gun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. It's a Chekhov's gun. It absolutely is. <laughs> Uh, but it, it came up. It came up in a way that I wasn't necessarily expecting it to, which is oh, sure. which is good. So, um, I think you know what, what maybe might be good is like, um, yeah. Well, first of all, you know they they have been teasing that you know they might be doing like a an R rated or unrated cut or something. So maybe you'll get your wish and they'll have something with a bit more gore or something. Um, but then uh, also I'm I don't know if it's official, but it sounds like they're you know. A sequels, um, yeah, it's on doing the way. a sequel. So, um, yeah, I mean, if, if they can kind of, you know, have a sequel that maybe ups everything, makes it a little crazier, you know, ups the kind of violence and body count like that, you know, that could potentially be cool. And then, I, I feel like a sequel would be good because, like, you know, you don't really need to redo like, you know, the serious stuff. Like, you can kind of just, you know, have everything already established and then just go with it and get into the more of the crazy stuff. But, I mean, I'm not going to hold out hope for for more gore just because if this movie's a success at PG-13, they're definitely going to make the second one to fit the same rating. So that's not going to change. Sure. But it's not just, like, I, you know, that's only the first thing because it's easy to say, oh, like, I felt like there was some gore missing in certain scenes. Um, but it's not just that, though. It's just how wacky it isn't. Like, I was expecting wackier stuff from... Like, that, that scene where she dances in the hallway is easily the wackiest thing she does in the whole movie and you know it's in the trailer so it, it, you know i didn't get any real excitement from it because i'm like oh i've seen this bit already uh and it's not like there's even any extra bits to it either it's, like, it's all the moves that she does is in the trailer you know so I, you know i just i wanted crazier I, I wanted to come in here and be able to and laugh at how silly she does things to certain people or how crazy her logic is and the movie like is so competent and plays it so straight which in some ways is a good thing in an objective level is just (laughs) far more boring to me than i was hoping for so right like i don't think it's bad i think it's annoyingly decent (laughs) right which is which is like totally fine uh 
which would be good if it was like a movie that you're kind of dreading seeing and having low expectations for it. But if you have high expectations for a big, crazy bonkers kind of thing, then yeah, like, yeah it doesn't exactly deliver. I mean, I, I don't even know what I'd compare it to in terms of what I was hoping, but like, um, I mean, I mean, to compare it to Chucky for a second, that, that's hope. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's hope the second one's like Child's Play 2, where yeah, that first you know, Child's Play. Like it, it's just a, it's a good movie. I think it's better than this, but it does mm-hmm. suffer compared to Child's Play too a little bit because, it, especially when you rewatch it, because so much of it's is the doll really alive? Yeah, and there's so much build up where the characters uh, don't really know or believe that he's actually up to stuff, and then the kid eventually does, but no one believes the kid. There is something to the second one where uh, the movie doesn't hide it from the start. So mm-hmm. right away he's Chucky. Right away he's acting like Chucky. Right away we're seeing him do stuff. So there's a lot more of him. If I have anything to say about a potential sequel to this, is I would hope that because we've already done the build up to Megan, that the second one, because no, she's Megan already. Like, obviously, there has to be, you know, given the way they obviously the movie ends, you expect that she's not making out without a scratch. They're going to have to right. like, how does Megan somehow come back, or is there a new version of Megan or whatever that they'll have to do at the start of a sequel? But I would assume that the sequel uh, would get into things quicker because it's there's no point in like doing the slow build to it again because that would just be tedious. Right. Yeah. And hell, I, th- I thought it was a little bit tedious in this one because I'm like, where's my crazy robot? I want my crazy <laughs> robot, damn it. So, yes. Uh, but I, again, I don't want to sound too negative because it's, it's shockingly decent and competent, but it, that's not what I wanted from it. I wanted more, um, you know, like people were saying, oh, this would go well with Malignant because it's, you know, from the same writer, one's producing this. And I was thinking, yeah, like more of that last twenty minutes of *Malignant*, because I, I didn't like *Malignant* that much because I thought the first ninety minutes of it were pretty dull. But that last twenty minutes is worth getting to because it is absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, I was hoping more for that twenty-minute portion of *Malignant*, and I don't think there's anything in this that even comes close to the craziness of that last sure. twenty minutes of that. <laughs> That's know? fair. Yeah, there's nothing that makes me go, "Wow, I can't believe they did that," or this was like super inventive. Um, mm-hmm. It's generally just you know, Megan's there. She'll talk a bit. She walks around a bit. And then all the crazy bits you've seen in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I, I gotcha. It's a fair complaint. Yeah. So it's it's very much, a, it's not what I was looking for. And I think any movie about a kind of lifelike looking robot doll starting to kill people should be what I wanted from it. But that's a very subjective mm-hmm. thing to say. And I can't say that with absolute authority, but I'm going to say it as if I am anyway. <laughs> they should have made the movie I wanted. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, would, I wouldn't be opposed to. Yeah, you'd love it. You'd prefer it. I mean, you're sitting here being positive, but you'd prefer the movie I'm describing, and you know you would. Oh no! Yeah, I mean, I'm, if if you give it the chance to, you know, go to a crazy town, I, I'm never against that. Of course you're not. Of course you're not. Um. So, yeah. So are you looking for robots for the uh, for the baby boy? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, it's kind of funny. He he doesn't really seem to like uh, a lot of things that like talk. Like, um, oh, he he really likes cars. Like and, he's Uncle um, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he likes cars and like um, my brother got him a uh, the the tow truck character from Cars. Uh, that's voiced by Larry the Cable Guy. He got him like a little thing like that that uh, has a uh, like button you can press <laughs> that he makes him talk. 
uh and he loves the car but he like he hates anytime like it it talks <laughs> so <laughs> like sometimes like i'll go to press the button and he'll be like no dad i don't <laughs> Like, he, like he's very much against it and and to be fair maybe that's because it's larry the cable guy like he just might oh, not of course, yeah. like him you could um, take the batteries out of it so that it doesn't uh oh sure but i mean you can switch it off or, or whatever but okay um you never know if he's gonna change his mind though one day uh he'll love it but... i don't know you could be traumatizing your poor boy he's hearing larry the cable guy <laughs> at such a young age i mean who knows what sort of weird personality traits he's going to develop <laughs> Oh, believe me, yeah, I'm not, uh, not pushing the envelope too far. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really like robots uh, in uh, in terms of around having them around the house. So um, I, I probably won't, won't be getting that, that many. You know, I like the – I already have so many, like, of my own toys, and I'm basically just like, eh, I'll just give him my toys as he, like, continues to get older. So – He'll probably just end up... <laughs> aren't your toys collectibles, though, Tim? Oh, believe me, I, I did feel that pain uh, in that <laughs> scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, Alison Williams' character is obviously, like, a, a toy developer and is, is designing all these toys, she has, like, a couple of shelves of, of vintage toys that are collectibles that are in the packaging, uh, which does come up because Katie does go to pick one up and she's like, no, 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 they're not to be played with. Uh, <laughs> technically they are because the toys but <laughs> not these ones yeah <laughs> yeah uh, so alright I suppose we'll get the spoiler warning and we can get into uh, everything that goes on in the movie then so full spoilers for Megan you have been warned so uh, movie opens with a fake ad for this like Furby looking thing that you control with your iPad uh, and it lights up and talks and I, I don't know. The kids like this sort of thing. I, I, like the, I, I would say the only thing that I find probably a little unbelievable now that I've, you know, have a kid and I've been around kids a lot, is I feel like kids actually in general like I don't think they're really like super into toys <laughs> that much anymore. Like mm. I think they all just want iPads and like to watch YouTube. Like <laughs> that's the biggest like well toy i think thing i think they try to address that here though because uh because the, the, because katie's in the car with this toy after the commercial and mm. the dad says something like um like what's the point of a toy if you need to use the ipad for it i, th- I think what the movie's getting at is that the reason why this toy is successful is because you control it with an app <laughs> so that so, yeah. so the kids are actually <laughs> still using the ipad or whatever so yeah i think that's what, the, what, what we're going for uh but yeah so they get stuck in a snowstorm and then a big truck hits them and the, the parents die uh that's your your setup for like why <laughs> katie the poor little girl the innocent girl uh who is an actress i believe from a heart in the hill house she was the youngest kid from that uh, she looked familiar but uh yeah. i didn't bother looking her up <laughs> which made me think this had to be shot like a little while ago because i feel like she doesn't look like she's th- that grown up compared to that show and that show came out in 2018 and given how quick kids age when they're that young i suspect this must have been shot in like at least two years ago now interesting yeah. maybe i'm maybe yeah. i'm wrong but she still felt like she was still a little kid in this where i would have assumed that that kid from that show would be like ah like 12 now but she's definitely still younger than that uh Either that, or she's doing a good, good job pretending she is, because because I, I never once thought she was older than like say eight or something. So, yeah. uh, but uh, we're introduced to to Gemma, who's working at the toy development place, and she's 
they've got a robotic prototype and her boss is mad at her because they want a cheaper version of their magic Furby toy because the <laughs> competition is selling a cheaper version that's doing very well. So they want a cheap version for the shelves that they can put out for like $50. So that's what she's been hounded for. But she gets a, a message from the hospital because uh, obviously her sister and brother-in-law have died and that sets up the, you know, a, you know taking in her niece as as her, as her guardian uh, and we, we get, you know, the various setups here where she's not really prepared for a kid. You know, she works a lot. She's a workaholic. You know, she's a single uh, career woman, all that sort of stuff. Um, and there's a lot of moments throughout where she's, like, looking at her phone when she's talking to her. And that, that's brought because there's like a therapist that comes to see Katie occasionally. Um, and when they're talking about, like, her being too obsessed with Megan, uh, part of the reason that's proposed for why she likes Megan so much is because Megan... When Megan like gives her attention, it's, it's like she, you know she only cares about Katie. Like she doesn't care about anything else. And like everything we see from Gemma in every scene almost is her like checking her phone because she's like concerned about work or she's concerned about something yeah. else or you know. So I forget, yeah, I forget what she called. There's like a specific, um, like a word for the symptom or whatever. It was like object attachment or something like that. Where mm, yeah, yeah. yeah, basically like they yeah form like a bond or something with. Yeah, something to kind of replace the parents, um, which was interesting. You know, that's like I, yeah, I hadn't really heard about it before, but that's like, oh, like I can see like that'd be like a good setup for a horror movie. There was there was a couple of things because it well it mentioned that it's usually a person. You know, like a kid when they lose their parents yeah. will try and form an attachment to another like parental figure, but because this toy, because Megan's so realistic and like can speak to her properly and like you know form sentences and uh, react to things. She's forming it with that instead, so it may be difficult to get her to move on. Because uh, that was the other thing the therapist brings up later on in the movie, is like, uh, toys are supposed to be something that a kid can leave behind, because at some point they'll you know they'll outgrow it and they'll say, this is too simple for me now. But if the toy is this advanced where it's in it, like a functioning AI, then yeah, technically the kid might never outgrow it, because it'll just be something <laughs> that feels like it can always keep up with who they are. Uh, so yeah, there was some interesting prospects like thrown around about like the all this uh, i mean effectively um because uh early on katie when she's still like struggling to like fit in and jam is struggling to like be a mother to her and stuff she ends up showing her some of the stuff that she does for work she's trying to bond with her she's like hey this is what i'm working on i'm working on this furby looking thing um, and I love the idea that there's, <laughs> like, I'm saying Furby because that's what I think it looks like. And I, I, I yeah, do yeah. have to imagine there's a, a, a enough of our audience who are young enough that they don't even know what a Furby is. I never had a Furby, sure. but, oh, me neither, no. <laughs> but this is what these things look like. Um, but we, we find out that she's got this like robotic thing in her, you know, like in her workroom. She's got at the house. She's got like a, what was it, what was it called? Was it like Robert? No, it wasn't Robert. Bruce? Bruce. Was it Bruce? I don't know. Either way, there was, there was, it had a name. Uh, but it was basically a robot that Gemma built in college. This was like her big college project. And it's, you know, it's quite simple. It doesn't work on its own. Like she puts on these like motion gloves that can control its arms and just sort of like, you know, messes around. And Je- uh, Katie says, oh, if I had a toy like this, I'd never need another toy again. And like that makes like Katie go or makes Gemma go, oh shit! Like I'm going to focus on my Megan project because they've already yeah. tried to show Megan off and like her head like caught on fire <laughs> to the boss. That's funny. Yeah, I like that scene. Yeah. Uh, so it's so she she works on it. She try, tries to finish it, 
And the whole idea is she's saying, no, we're going to make a toy that, like, no one else can match. That this is, like, so far in advance. Uh, and as mentioned later on, will retail for about 10 grand. Uh, so it's the idea is that the parents buy this and they never buy another toy again. They just they, they buy yeah. this, maybe they pay a subscription or something for for updates, <laughs> and yeah. they just you know buy this because that's what you know, yeah. There's gonna be DLC and shit. Oh like. for sure, because the boss's like first response when he's impressed by it is like, is, does this manufacturing cost is this more or less than a Tesla? <laughs> yeah, it's just like depends on the model of Tesla. <laughs> All right, I'm in. Uh, but this is what convinces her to actually continue the project. And they use Katie as, like, a test kid because they, they have, like the, like, the whole idea is that Megan or dolls like her will connect to a user, right? So that she connects to Katie and they learn and get better the more they're around their human that they're supposed to be, you know, a friend to. So she takes Megan home with Katie because the whole idea is they want to show off how advanced that she can get. And that's why, that's the justification for having it at our house and all the rest of it. So that, that sets everything up. But of course, the story goes down some paths where Katie uh, gets too attached, Megan gets too protective to the point where it's almost like she's, you know, disobeying like commands and orders to like stick up for Katie and things like that. Mm-hmm. And things take a turn uh, at various points. So now, I, I wasn't sure, and I, and I don't know if you caught this, but. Um, because they didn't, they didn't really make like a big deal about it or, or anything. But you know, uh, so there's a whole thing like with the neighbor and her dog early on. Um, yeah, we should talk the about na- the neighbor. Yeah, yeah. But the like uh, the neighbor mentions like she got like a shot collar uh, for a dog, and then like one of the kind of early confrontations is like you know the dog is um, you know like is attacking like Megan at one point, and then it seems like there's like a spark or something that goes off that it. Uh, to, to me it, it seemed like uh like oh like something like the electric shock collar like that's what actually made her know, self-aware kind of thing like yeah like something about it like went off and, and like maybe could have sparked something in her cpu that like i don't know, turned off some type of safety protocol or something like that's, I mean, where, that, that's, that's where basically the chucky remake whereas it wasn't an accident it was like a, <laughs> it was like a disgruntled employee who did it but it's right, like yeah, yeah. But it's the idea that it's capable of all these things. There's just a safety feature to yeah. stop it. <laughs> it's really funny to me for what's supposed to be a kid's toy. Is like this yeah. thing is capable of do, doing all this, <laughs> which is like the very. It's like uh, that's like an old like Simpsons joke when I uh, one of like the Halloween episodes where there's a a killer crusty doll and at the end it's like there's a button on the back that says like good or evil and it's like accidentally on evil uh, <laughs> uh i mean but, at least in this case to defend it a little bit this is like a advanced prototype it's the first of its kind and like the idea that it's it untested could, yeah the, the like idea that. it could go wrong at least makes sense in the fact that she's created this mm-hmm. not by accident but the, the, how advanced it is is kind of by accident whereas the chucky doll it's almost like a modern day uh frankenstein <laughs> sure but the the Chucky doll in the Child's Play remake though is like one that's already like you know part of the the assembly line it's already this mass produced product that's presumably been checked and stuff so the idea that these millions of dolls that are out there being sold all could just have this feature disabled and it would turn them into evil robot Chucky is quite funny and yeah the Chucky one is great because it's like it's, it's essentially like you know um uh like a, a comment on capitalism because it's like a disgruntled worker mm-hmm. you know working in you know very severe like unsafe underpaid working conditions so 
you know, the only way of fighting back is, you know, basically like through his labor and, you know, turn off all the safety protocols on this, uh, this doll. Uh, There's a little yeah, bit of, uh, obviously it's not the focus of this one. There's a little bit of like, you know, obviously you get the commercial at the start. You've got the mm-hmm. exploitation of Katie's grief to like sell Megan later. Cause she's in like a little video they make. Uh, absolutely yeah, yeah. There's, there's a little bit of that that cynical because uh, that opening ad it's almost like something you can make see in robocop or something <laughs> like oh for sure yeah. i'd buy that for a dollar yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i i uh and just for the record man that uh i know I, i'm team don mancini all the way but that i did think that child's play remake was pretty fun but it probably just shouldn't have called it child's play it could have literally could have been anything else oh if you just change how the doll looks and call it something else yeah. no problem like just you know call it something like megan just you know call it uh steven <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we should mention that the, the reason why it's called megan it's like it's like model three something android something <laughs> generation yeah 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 model three generation android something i can't remember what the exact yeah. what it was but the, the, she didn't explain what, why it was called megan there was a reason for it so fancy yeah i should talk about the neighbor a bit more because that's kind of one of the, the running things that leads up to like the first like sort of violence that we get from megan is um uh so the neighbor seems friendly enough but uh gem is like can you keep that like loud obnoxious dog off of our uh off of our lawn and mm-hmm. there's like a hole in the fence that it keeps coming through and the neighbor is just like ah yeah 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 whatever blah 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 uh mm-hmm. and she's just kind of going about her business and then there's a scene where katie's playing with these like toy arrows and one of them goes through the hole in the fence and megan goes to pick it up because she's been asked to find it and when she puts her arm in the hole the dog like starts grabbing her and then like katie comes over and like the dog's like attacking them and uh, as you say the spark thing happens here but this kind of leads to like megan wants to deal with the the neighbor especially when i think the the, the neighbor like is there a reason why the policeman comes before? Well, oh, yeah, because yeah, Gemma calls the policeman. Because the first time the policeman comes is because Gemma's calling about the dog. Because the dog yeah, bites Katie during this scene. Yeah, I mean, the... Um, I mean, I, I don't want to really call it anything out and be like, oh, yo, the, it's unbelievable or whatever. But she had, like, really bad bite marks on her arm. And there's no way that, like, you know, the... This, like... The state. Cops, like yeah the state like they like they wouldn't they would a hundred percent like interfere and say like i'm pretty sure like anytime like a dog bites a human especially that severely like they you know if you report it to the police like they will have to like you know put it down yeah um, yeah but yeah like the police is like very like unsympathetic and basically like well they said like you know they said that she uh you know agitated it or or something which is like yeah, such bullshit. Especially, like, when you can see, like, oh, yeah, like, that dog is, like, a crazy dog. Yeah, like, um, I, I mean, and I'm not, like, for, I love dogs. I don't, I don't want any violence to come to any animals. Like, I, I don't want it to be put down or anything. But it just, this rang a little unbelievable for me. Oh, it definitely was unbelievable. It goes against everything I've ever heard about the rules when it comes to a dog, like, biting, yeah. a, biting a human. I guess maybe the, because the woman, the neighbor does try to argue at one point that it was on her side of the property. But it was, like, yeah, it was on the edge of the property through a hole in the fence. So I don't yeah. know if that quite that carries, but 
Like, maybe if, like, you were being robbed and you had, like, a guard dog that bit the, like, the, the intruder. Like, I suspect okay. that may be okay. Like, no, no, it's, sure, it's a trained yeah. dog. It bit the bad guy. It bit who he was supposed to bite. So, yeah. <laughs> I assume that's that's fair game. But anything other than that, yeah, it feels like... like Especially it's so... a little kid, like... Oh, for sure, yeah. Like, yeah. This little kid uh, could, could have been killed by this dog if the dog wanted to, you know? And, and then she was even, like, you know... Uh, like she had like you know some severe consequences like megan was checking her temperature and like saying like oh like you need to you know get some rest and like go to sleep because like you know you're you're running a fever and stuff like you know it was like pretty serious she got rabies she got rabies <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah I, yeah that, and yeah, i mean i did think Gemma came, came across a bit harsh with the dog though where she's like i want that dog put down like sure yeah <laughs> put that dog down or i'll do it i'm like whoa all right Gemma, calm down calm down <laughs> uh but th- this leads to because like megan like witnesses like the the conversation with the police and she's like sort of spying on everything uh mm. she like goes over and kills the dog this is the first time she does something violent as she stalks the dog and kills it uh at this point using like the neighbor's voice like she can mimic other people's voices oh yeah it's, it's, the, it's the terminator trick like she can do other people's yeah. voices it's exactly a terminator <laughs> uh there's like a funny scene where like she's like reading a storybook and like she's like doing all the these I think it's like Alice in Wonderland or something. She's, uh, she's, like, doing, she's like, doing like voices for all the characters, yeah. Yeah, with all what? like deep like British voices. Which is the innocent like part of this like tech is that oh she can do that she can like oh, yeah, she's yeah. like the best storyteller like ever because she can do all these voices perfectly. Yeah, <laughs> genius, absolutely genius. It's like having a voice cast, which uh, you know in, t- in terms of making the movie, it literally is just a different person doing the voice, obviously. But <laughs> yeah, uh, that's fun stuff. I think it would still freak me out though, like seeing like these very different voices coming from like <laughs> this you know tiny doll. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, can you just stick to your normal voice? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the neighbor th- like for ages throughout the movie, we see her like looking for a dog, yelling in the street, and she calls mm. the police and accuses like Gemma of doing something to the dog. So it's the same policeman, of course, who's like, mm. "Have you seen the dog?" And he says, "Like, no, I've not seen the damn dog." Blah blah blah, and it goes on for a little bit. Uh, and like the neighbor's getting like up at the window and like bagging and saying, "I know you did something to my dog, damn it!" And eventually, Megan takes action and kills the neighbor uh, in her like shed or whatever it is so uh i i know what you're gonna say like you're gonna say you wish this was bloodier uh, i'm assuming but uh, i actually enjoyed this scene like i, I won't argue that yeah i could have had more gore but i thought it was pretty fun i mean it was all right this was it definitely had more going on at least than some of the kills that were later uh at the at the you know the the, the company building like th- this was at least there was some stuff going on here where there was like a nail through the hand and then she uses her like uh like her chemical sprayer to like kill her with like pouring it into her, her face or something like that yeah and then uh and there's like one line that made me laugh uh I, I forget exactly what it is but i think the neighbor says something along the lines of like what are you and like megan's like that's what i'm trying to figure out <laughs> like i don't know I, I like anytime she has some kind of like sarcastic remark or something mm. Uh, I don't think this is actually the first time she kills a human. No, I think the the, the kid scenes before this, but I, I was just going to this one because it, it you know it led mm. on from the dog, right, right, pretty much. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, because I think yeah, the next morning, like Gemma wakes up and she's ready to like you know the, the policeman rings the door and she's like, oh you're here again. Seriously, tell the neighbor to piss off. We didn't do end to her damn dog. He's like, uh, sorry, can't do that. And then she looks over and is like, just you know the, the body's <laughs> being carried out of the house. Like, oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> uh all right all right 
Yeah, the, the big thing, though, the first time she gets properly violent, and it is to protect Katie, you know, that's the whole thing, is that she's so protective, uh, to a fault, obviously, but she, the, the, we're in this thing her, in the woods. The problem is that she just cares too much. Oh, yeah, of course. But uh, Katie's taken to this thing in the woods because she's been having trouble behavior, she's, like, you know, speaking back against uh, Gemma. I don't know when it is in the movie exactly, but she, like, I think it may even be in the build-up to this scene where she kicks the back of Gemma's chair when she's driving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, gee, she's getting way out of line here. And this is, like, because she was homeschooled before we're here. Mm. So this is, like, an, an attempt to try and, like, integrate her in with other kids to actually give her some social skills and, like, have mm. her learn things. So they're doing this, like, this hunt thing. And this is actually where I got the biggest laugh of the movie for me was uh, this other mother is, like, talking to Gemma. Mm. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's mine over there. And, like, Gemma's like, isn't he a bit old? He's like, he had a growth <laughs> spurt, uh, but he's a really sweet boy at heart. And she says, hi, you know, Timothy. And the kid turns around and just goes, F off, Holly. Yeah. So <laughs> I do appreciate, if you're going to do a PG-13, I do appreciate a very, very wise use of your one F-bomb. You get one right, F-bomb, yeah. make it That's count. Yeah. And I, I think that made it count. But uh, this kid's awful. He gets paired with uh, KD and... <laughs> And they're off looking for, like, mushrooms or some shit. And he starts, like, digging the spiky mushroom into her hand. He's bullying her. And Megan shows up. A piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Megan shows up. And she's got her fancy outdoor coat on uh, at this scene. Uh, and this this is where, like, he pushes her down. And he, he's like, oh, tell Megan to speak to me. And he pushes her down. And then you see it in the trailer, the way Megan sort of gets up. She does a sort of, like, you know. Gets back up to her feet by just kind of rising to her feet. Uh, now, I, I think that there's a part uh, that we're skipping over that I, I don't know if you have the same reaction, but like at one point he, I think uh, he kind of like just tosses Megan on the ground and then he gets on top of her and like, I don't know about you, but I was like, okay, where are they going with this? Like this is like seeming like a little risque. Oh, you thought it was going sexual. Um, yeah. I, was like, I, oh. I, I may have thought it was going weird for a split second, but I think when he just sort of like, he gets on top of her, but he gets on top of her in the way that a bully like sits on top of someone they wanted like hit. You know, it was it didn't feel once he actually started slapping her, it I just kind of felt like yeah. oh, this is just bully behavior. It's not sexual. I think you, you thought he was going to try and do something kinky to the doll. I, I I wasn't sure. I mean, I think it's just when you have maybe it just seems like a little different. Like if it's like you know, uh, like a boy doing that to a girl or or something like makes it seem like a little like uh all right we we gotta go somewhere gross uh with this but yeah i think think that's exactly what it is if this was a if if megan was a boy doll i don't think your mind would have went there right yeah i I think it's just purely because it's a girl doll uh and he because he's a bit older it feels like he probably is at that stage where he's like you know puberty's kicking in and he's you know yeah uh, emotions and thoughts are running wild uh shall we say uh, but, um, but I don't think so. But when, when they're on the ground, though, is that the scene where, like, she grabs his ear? Because, like, to me, that was one of the most surprising scenes in the movie. <laughs> no, I think that's after she gets back up, because she pushes him down okay. and goes through oh, his okay, ear. Okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think that happens until... Because I think, at this point, she's not done anything. Like, when she goes through mm-hmm. his ear, he's already aware that she's, like, alive, quote-unquote, because yeah. uh, when he gets on top of her, she's still just, like, playing doll, if that makes sense. Right. She, 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 she's been playing. She's like, she's like a normal doll. She's not saying anything or, or moving. It's not until she gets back up in that creepy kind of like horror movie way where it's like, you know, whatever. And then she rips off his ear, 
Which is surprisingly visual. It's, it's easily the most visual thing in the whole movie, is this yeah. ear being stretched out. Uh, but It's like so... Like, it, it stretches so far to the point of like, oh, I didn't know like skin could be that elastic. It was like... I was like, ugh. <laughs> it, it, uh, it was definitely effective. I mean, I'm not sure it does, Tim. This may just be the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to find out. <laughs> no, we don't. What do you mean you have to find out? How are you going to find out? Uh, I mean, one of us will have to build a robot. That's number one. <laughs> but why do we have to find a ro- build a robot to find out if an ear can stretch that far? Well, because it was a robot that was stretching it. It wasn't a human that was stretching it. <laughs> You you could you don't have to build the whole robot to test that part of it though. I mean, if a human tried it and it didn't stretch that far, all that would tell me would be that a human can't stretch an ear that far. It doesn't tell me that a robot can or can't. Someone call MythBusters. Get get them on the case, <laughs> okay, and get a volunteer to like offer their ear up for sacrifice. And, and like also. I don't want to get any snarky comments. Like, yeah, we're saying robot, but I mean, obviously it's like an android. Like, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> what are we talking about? A robot is an android. No, they're different. <laughs> Define the difference, Tim. Because a robot looks inherently like a machine and an android looks like a human. Okay, I did not know that. I did not know that was a, a key difference. I know the difference and between cy- cyborg. I, I know what a cyborg okay. difference is. A cyborg is it mixes in human elements. So exactly. a cy- a cyborg can either be a human that's been made a cyborg by having like enough like robotic parts added, or it can be like the Terminator, which is a robot with human like elements added on the outside. That's a cyborg. Yeah. <laughs> I um, I know someone that had a teacher that said. Uh, if you wear glasses, you're a cyborg because it's like you're using like the assistance of. But it's not. Know, some... <laughs> there's not mechanical moving parts. It's not a machine. <laughs> that would be my argument, but I mean, I, it's it's not me saying it. it's this person's teacher that said it. That's like someone say someone's got a peg leg as a cyborg because they've got a bit of wood <laughs> substituting for their foot. I mean, don't get me wrong. If if uh, you know prosthetic arms and legs start get keep getting more advanced, they may eventually cross the line into cybernetic you know limbs. But yeah, I don't know if we're quite there yet. <laughs> you know what surprised me? Um, and I'm only thinking about this because we're talking about cyborg. But when I left the movie theater and I was walking through like the lobby. They had a poster for the Blue Beetle movie, which uh-huh. I I had heard they were doing one, but I thought like that was uh I mean I, I assumed that was something that got canned with all the other like HBO projects. And also I thought it was just like you know, another one of those streaming things. I didn't realize there's an actual like theatrical Blue Beetle movie coming out. Uh this is just you not keeping up the news because it was just a HBO Max streaming thing, but that changed at some point. Uh and Everyone was expecting it to be cancelled when Batgirl got cancelled, but for some reason, this one just isn't. It's it's got a release date. Interesting. <laughs> and apparently, according to you, there's no posters actually advertising it, which means yeah. it got further than Batgirl ever did. So, <laughs> strange. I mean, I'm not against it. I I actually do like Blue Beetle. I, you know, could be good, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I've got a sneaking suspicion that it's going to uh, bomb. But <laughs> oh, really? okay. just a sneaking suspicion uh, that it's not going to do that well. But well, now like with all the new, whatever gun 
stuff like is it even gonna matter is it gonna be like oh no even if it does well is it just gonna be like okay but we're rebooting rebooting or reworking the universe or whatever so yeah everything coming from dc in the next year is irrelevant cool (laughs) (laughs) fun yeah so all right so so she rips off the kids ears she chases them (laughs) And it does that Chucky thing where the kid's death ultimately is him falling in front of a car. He falls onto the road and a car hits him. So it's like, yeah. oh, this looks like it could have just been an accident. Like he just, you know, fell onto the road like a dumb kid and died. So it's like no one's suspecting that, you know, there was a killer per se. And that's very Chucky to, a, you know, whereas I think the first Child's Play, that that's kind of how it starts. It's like the first one feels like it's just an accident. It's a freak yeah. accident. Maybe the second There's one feels that way as well. Deniability, and then it just makes you sound crazy if you start blaming the doll for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but and then you you already see it in the trailer, but I do love the way that she runs for whatever reason. She runs on all fours like a dog, which is just like such like a really weird, freaky visual. Which uh, again, it's one of those things where it's kind of a crazy moment, but you already saw it in the trailer. And unfortunately, she doesn't really do it more in the movie. But <laughs> I wouldn't have minded if she did it more. It's kind of is cool looking. Yeah. I, I guess she's quicker on all fours. <laughs> I suppose so. It's the, it's the only reason I can I can give uh, yeah. <laughs> for her doing that. Um, so the movie, like, you know, the main plot of the movie is that they're showing Megan off to the boss. He's like, okay, I agree. Let's do this. This will make us a lot of money. Let's do a big unveiling where we reveal it to the world and we can start getting pre-orders in <laughs> so that we can, we can make more. Uh, it's over, all about those pre-orders over the next few months and the movie's building up to this like show where there's all these investors coming and they're, they're going to like w- you know watch this uh not to be confused with the because there's a because they show it to him they've, they've got like this fancy uh like sort of playroom that's got like the the the, the, the you know the the, the, the one-way mirror right and right. All the investors come. There's a second showing where they see it and they all start crying because Katie <laughs> says she's upset about her dead parents and Megan actually comforts her and gives her advice, which convinces the rest of the company yeah. and stuff to like, get behind it. And then it's building up. Is this up. where she sings too? Yeah, she sings here too. Uh, which is, it's when she's saying that she starts making people cry. Uh, also, on, while, we're on the su- while we're on the subject of music, uh, later yeah. on when she's being creepy in the house and like uh, Gemma's coming out to confront her, She's playing a Linkin Park song on the piano. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, wait, this is uh, that... Is uh, that Toy Soldiers or Small Soldiers? I can't remember the name of the song. Uh, mm-hmm. No, wait, no, no, it's not Linkin Park. It's Eminem. Okay. I'm confusing... Yeah, I'm, yeah I am know what Linkin Park song I'm confusing with it. No, it's an Eminem song. It's the Eminem song mm-hmm. where uh, the chorus is like a, a, like a choir or something comes in singing about Toy Soldiers, yeah. Like and we all fall down like toy soldiers or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one. Like, okay, okay. Uh, that's what she's played on the piano. I was like, I know this tune, and it, 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 it was like, oh, it's this. Uh, <laughs> just it was just random. I was like, why this song? But okay, all right, fair enough. Um, I I respect they didn't go with like a like a you know a lullaby or something that was like, oh, this is creepy because it's a kid's song, but she's doing it at the oh, piano sure. while yeah. creepy like, but. Uh, so it's building up to like this big unveiling where they're going to have an audience and the boss is like, we're going to show off Megan. And at this point, like, they actually, like, Gemma turns Megan off because she's becoming concerned because because she is acting out, because she is doing, 
she's challenging her she's like talking when she's not supposed to be things like that and they actually like you know took her up in the in the building they they, they kind of trap her and she's got like two co-workers who like do everything with her and they're left with megan and like they're just going to not do the show they've decided that we don't feel comfortable doing this but megan's hearing all this megan's hearing that she's basically going to be decommissioned and like worked on because something's not right uh, which is what prompts her to ultimately free herself and trick everyone because she does the Terminator thing again where she actually intercepts a phone call from Gemma because Gemma has decided to take Katie home because Katie's upset and is trying to, this is like her turning point of her arc where she's like, you know, I'm going to be a mother to you. You're important to me. To hell with this company. I'm going to take you home and, you know, make sure you're okay. So she... If, if it's this part or like the part before where she takes megan away but like katie like freaks out like she's like an addict without megan like she is going through like like deep withdrawal oh yeah that, that, that's just before this because this is uh because yeah this is right before she decides to take her home because she she she's freaking out in the playroom mm-hmm. and she's demanding that the therapist is there because uh, this is where she slaps Gemma, so she actually slaps oh, yeah. Gemma across the face um <laughs> And it's like, yeah, it feels like Megan's having an influence on her. She's getting violent. <laughs> but, no, she, she takes her home, though, and the, 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 Megan intercepts the phone call to the co-worker, and sort of, so the co-workers don't know they've been told to, like, shut Megan down. And Megan, like, fights back and, like, strangles the guy and, like, tries to set them on fire. Um, this was one of the parts that made me feel, like, later on when they show up still alive, I was like, oh, my, come on, the body count's so low. Weird. It's like yeah. the body count so low as it is, and she didn't even kill these two. And it's kind of annoying because yeah. it means that, like, it does that really cop out horror thing where only unlikable characters died because it's only the shitty oh, neighbor, sure. the the bully kid, and then the asshole boss uh, and his sniveling assistant are the only ones who die in the whole movie. And it just yeah. it felt like it was like holding back, like they they didn't want to like kill any like good people off. And I'm like, don't be cowards, you stupid movie. Like, make me sad that you killed well, someone. Well, the parents did die in the beginning. Well, that's not Megan, though. That doesn't count. That's that's just set up for the plot. That's not that's not Megan's rampage. Uh, that's the that's a whole other movie. That's the Revenge of the Snowplow. <laughs> uh, so Megan uh, escapes and she runs into the boss in the hallway, which is the scene from the trailer where she you know grabs the the blade off the paper cutter and does the dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'll pose the question again, Tim. Why does she do this dance in the scene? <laughs> and maybe to intimidate him or throw him off his guard. I'm not buying that. <laughs> I'm not buying. It. I'm trying to think. Like, did she hear him say something earlier about, like, maybe? Oh, we have to have Megan put on a show and dance for the investors or something like that. And maybe she's like mocking him by literally doing a dance <laughs> as she comes to kill him. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I'm trying to give it the benefit. I'm trying to give it a reason for the stupid dance, and I don't think there actually is one. I mean, I'm not saying they made the wrong choice because clearly it's the you know it's the reason the movie became like a bit of a like a meme hit, effectively. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it it doesn't bother me. It's just fun. Uh, I I think I heard like an interview or something where they said that essentially. Like one of the body doubles uh, that was like playing Megan uh, was like a dancer, uh... and she kind of came up with this dance on the spot, and they were just like, "Yeah, let's use it." So 
it, it yeah, I think it was kind of an improv thing, and then maybe they're just like, <laughs> yeah, who cares? Do there doesn't really need to be a story reason for it. Like, <laughs> well, it doesn't even bother. Like, I would be fine if it was just a random thing. I think the reason why I'm focusing on it is because it's the thing that sold the movie. It's the thing in the trailer sure. that sold mm. the movie to people that said, "This is crazy. We have to see." And I just, I feel like if it was like a recurring thing where she she was like gradually doing more dance stuff throughout the movie, I'd be like, "Oh, this is like a character quirk, and she's going to like keep doing it." And this is like the big moment where she does it before a kill. That'd be fine. But there's like no dancing from her before that scene. It's just like all of a sudden she's she's just decided to do a little dance, make a little love, <laughs> get down tonight. And, and sometimes that's what you gotta do. Yeah, this was this was the kill that I thought was disappointing because you know she just comes after him with the blade and like mm-hmm. it cuts away before you know you, you don't really get to see any of the, the cutting or the slashing. It's just kind of off camera. He's at first he's kind of like running around through, but kind of just feels like empty hallways, uh, which is, is kind of fun though because he's again like very scared. Uh, it's funny to see this, you know, um, very confident. Brav, uh, you know, guy with a lot of bravado is like now scared, running away from this like little doll. Um, and then yeah, he's like, yeah, getting to the elevator where his assistant is uh in, and you know, doesn't he almost almost makes it, and then like yeah, just right before he gets it, like yeah, just right through him, which yeah, could could have been bloodier or maybe a little more visceral. Yeah, and it just cuts away before she kills the assistant. You know, she's you know, it's the classic picks up yeah. the blade, you know, goes to swipe, cut to the next scene. Yeah, the only, uh, I mean, maybe if they maybe they kind of had this as a, you know, potential thing that could play in a sequel or something, but um, it did feel like a very random like plot thread with the assistant like stealing like the all the like uh, secret like algorithms or formulas he's, or whatever for he, Megan. He's doing the Newman thing from Jurassic Park. He's stealing the uh, the code and yeah. sending it to somewhere. Uh, although, I mean, Megan implies that he's just doing it to see if he could. But like, mm. I guess, yeah, it's like, it's a door for a sequel. Like, oh, another company makes one because they, they've, they've got the code. Uh, yeah. that, that could be the backdoor way to get the sequel because, you know, obviously Megan is, is destroyed at the end of the movie, uh, which... You know, Megan makes her way home. She even drives a car to get back to the house. <laughs> uh, Gemma gets up and, you know... Which can, and it seems like she can just control electronics in a way. Well, I think smart devices. Anything that's connected to the internet. Connected which this, like the... Yeah, which this car is. Like, you know, one of these fancy new cars that has yeah. got smart features and all the rest mm-hmm. of it. Which, I remember when that first popped up in a movie, like, you know maybe eight years ago or something like that, and I thought, mm-hmm. oh, this is, like, weird futuristic stuff. I, I don't know if I believe this exists, and I was assured that this is a real thing. Uh, it's just kind of funny now that I'm like, yeah, it doesn't phase me now. I'm like, yeah, this is just normal now that there's cars that are like this. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the first thing it popped up in a movie, I was like, oh, this feels far-fetched nonsense. And it's like, no, no, this is a real thing now. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, self-parking cars and all that jazz. Yeah, I'm against it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, robot scare you, Timmy? Yeah, we're just becoming too reliant on all this stuff. <laughs> You're a man of the man of the soil. Yeah, wants <laughs> to get his hands dirty. I feel like I feel like we we were pretty good around like 2007 technology wise. Like we could have <laughs> stopped there. 
yeah, I think we would have been good. <laughs> we didn't really need to go further than that. I, I mean, I don't know if I could fully agree with that. I mean, I mean, I, I for what I'm glad that we've moved on from the PlayStation Three, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> you, you can uh, dispute me with that if you want. Um, but yeah, so so Megan goes back to the house and Gemma, you know, gets up. She's playing the piano and comes in and finds Megan there. And the you know the final confrontation you know, we're in Act Three. This is like her coming after, coming after uh, Gemma, trying to kill her. Uh, Katie almost walks in and kind of goes back to bed when again, uh, Megan does the the voice thing. She pretends to be Gemma, and they're kind of fighting. And like there's there's a little bit of it before like it it turns into proper. She's trying to kill her where she's trying to like negotiate with her almost. Where it's like hey. Yeah. We can coexist. You just have to accept your role in this this family, Gemma. That you know, me and Katie yeah. are forever, and you have to allow that, and you have to be this and that, and blah blah blah. Uh, but obviously, it keeps going south when Gemma tries to fight back. She tries to. She does this trick with the pen earlier on, when she sort of makes her look at the pen so she can like hit her off switch. And this mm-hmm. time, Megan's like, "No, f that," and grabs her hand, and it's like <laughs> now it's like a proper fight. But they end up fighting in the uh, like her workroom. And things are getting fallen over, and you you see like the robot, like Bruce the robot. And you're like, oh god, that's going to come out of play. There's no way that's not coming <laughs> out of play in this scene. Um, and it's this fight to the death, and uh, Megan gets her face ripped off at one point, so she's just like this, you know, metal head, you know, fighting back and all that. Um, but it's actually, and this is kind of the heartwarming ending to the movie, is that it's Katie who's put on the gloves that control the robot, and Katie starts you know faith almost like real steel you know if you've seen the hugh jackman movie yeah. <laughs> where you know the, the the boxing with the robots where they're controlled by a human um she's the one who actually starts fighting megan with the robot which again narratively i can't fault this this makes sense this is like her like rebelling against and realizing what megan is and the idea that she's protecting her new surrogate mother figure uh is perfect storytelling for the story that the movie's try to tell uh you know it's capitalizing that very fair so uh we get a fight and they start ripping out parts of like megan's head and eventually stabbing in the 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 process is what finally does her in but yeah there's a a lot of like fighting and like you know blocking and stuff and 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 this fight sequence like yeah and like the the robot like rips her in half and like just throws her (laughs) yeah yeah because we get the uh the rip in half and then like the, the top half still crawling like the Terminator yeah. try to like you know, get to them. So Which like it, it it was a cool scene seeing her get ripped in half, but my first thought definitely was like, Well, it's a robot, like she can probably still like crawl around and function and stuff like Yeah, <laughs> robots are a lot like zombies. You gotta go for the, the head. Or Yeah. Wherever the processor is. Like it's entirely possible the processor may not be in the literal head, because you know, it's a robot right, you can yeah. You can put it wherever you want. It could be in the yeah. foot for all you know. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I mean, this was a... I, I mean, the, the the whole scene, actually, I liked uh, a lot. Like, even before, like, they're just kind of fighting in, like, the living room or the kitchen. Like, I like kind of the the back and forth. And, like, there's a very creepy, like, atmosphere to it. Like, you know, it's very, like, dark. And, you know, I, I like... Uh, you know, Megan trying to like bribe with her and be like, listen, come on, like, you know, we need like, uh, let's work this out and stuff and, uh, do what's best for all of us. And then, uh, yeah, the, you know, I wasn't really expecting, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, like from the trailer and stuff, I, 
never would have expected this movie would have ended with like a robot battle but uh yeah i'm very glad that it did that was very fun um like you kind of said before like um I, I didn't think of it like early on in the movie but yeah probably about like once they got to the lab or something like it started going off in my brain like oh wait a minute like we have another robot in here like what do we what can we do here but it was a surprise though that yeah katie was actually the one who you know uh was putting on the gloves uh especially because like you know she was still pretty like pro megan uh you know at, at this point like uh, you know you kind of assume she probably overheard something or saw them fighting and that changed her mind or whatever but um yeah, it, like, it was a nice little moment for her to be like, no, like, I, as much as I love, you know, this toy, this technology, like, I still, you know, prefer my <laughs> blood relative, my human uh, guardian. I mean, uh, I, I think even David's just preferring just this idea that if she sees Megan try to kill Gemma, it's like, it changes something, you know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> you're not taking my new mother away from me, come on, like, I've already lost parents, uh, so... Yeah, narratively, it makes sense. You know, and, like, we haven't talked about all the scenes where Katie's acting up, because there's a lot of them. There's a lot of this movie where it's Katie talking back and, like, clinging to Megan and being mad that Megan's taken away from her. And, there's, you know, that is, like, a running thing throughout. And it, so it really does focus on the trauma of this girl getting over her dead parents. And, you know, one of the scenes that you kind of alluded to earlier that we didn't really talk about because of spoilers, but now we're in spoilers, is the scene where the first scene where the therapist comes over and is like to observe that this is a good environment for the kid to grow up, which it felt a bit quick for that to me. I'm like, really, you're going to assess how she's doing as a new mother, like a day yeah. after she's taken the kid <laughs> in. Like she's not really yeah. had time to even like set up a room, so set up all of her things, you know. Yeah, like I, I can definitely tell you, yeah, with having kids and stuff, like, uh, you know, thank God that like, you know, pregnancy is like last nine months because it takes so much time to figure out everything you need, uh, then to order it. And then to like, you know, there's so much stuff that you have to build and like put together. Like, yeah, if you had to do that all in a day, like no one would be able to get that done. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, she comes in and she's like, oh, you know, I'm going to observe two of you. You know, you can do whatever, you know, play a game or whatever, play with some toys. And Katie's like, well, there's no toys here. And the therapist is like, well, but all these on the shelves. And Katie's like, those are my aunt's collectibles. They're not to be played with. <laughs> and the aunt looks at her and I'm like, come on, like, it's 2023. You cannot tell me that this grown-ass woman has not heard of an adult who has collectibles right. that are in the packaging. Like, she may not like it. She may think it's stupid. But even if she, like, personally thinks it's a little bit silly and childish to have that, and a lot of people think that about, you know, collecting toys mm. and keeping them in the packaging and all that. I mean, I don't do it. No well well against anyone who does, but it's not not something I'd ever care about doing. But the idea that she looks at her like, oh, this is a this is a negative mark on my report about you being a fit mother. Like, no, shop. <laughs> like, this is but, not something that should be should be marked down for. But I mean, also the thing is, like, unlike I would say most collectors, <laughs> like she has a very legitimate excuse where it's like this is like a part of her field. Like. Oh, yeah, you know, this is her job. Yeah, this is literally what she does. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, just take the two minutes to explain, be like, oh, hey, like, I, you know, I, I work in, like, the a toy manufacturing company, so, like, you know, these things are kind of, like, it's, like, a part of history of, like, the work that I'm in, so I kind of view them like that, and then be like, oh, but, yeah, like, you know, of course I'm going to get some more toys that we can play with eventually, and, yeah. you know. So this is, this is a scene where, like, I, I, I think... I, 
most people will sympathize with Gemma, even no matter how they feel about collectibles and stuff, because it's like, okay, it's funny watching her, like, because she tries to, like, show that, oh, it's that's no big deal, we can play with these, and she picks up one of the toys that's still in its box, and she takes out a knife, and she stabs into it, and it is kind of funny watching the, like, the, the pain in her face as she's stabbing into the box of this unopened, like, you know, yeah. uh, mint condition, like, classic toy. Uh, and the other thing too is like if you do want to take it out like you could very easily like yeah, get some scissors and like cut the little tape that binds it and then like open it like you know you normally would a box like you don't have to like rip it open to pieces like yeah but this is what know. it feels like to her no matter what is that she's she's ruining yeah, yeah. The, the pristine quality of it and she's trying to show that she doesn't care that's the main thing she's trying to show this therapist that it's not a big deal and she's flexible and easy going and I think like there's no part of me that feels like that she is not being like forced or manipulated into doing something like and i don't i don't feel like this is warranted like it's completely acceptable for her to have collectibles and the way that the therapist looks at her like oh you're going to be a shitty parent if this is your attitude <laughs> when it comes to your things and i'm like yeah. oh, piss off <laughs> like come on yeah it's just because technically a toy is meant for a kid where if, if this was like a like a piece of art that was clearly like worth like 10 grand sitting on the shelf this therapist would not even you know say oh let the child like mess with it <laughs> let, her, yeah. let her roll it around the floor <laughs> not even not even once would she suggest such a thing uh yeah so uh but yeah so but that's like one of the scenes where and the idea of like technology comes up a lot where uh she wants like a story read to her bed in bed katie and she's like oh i don't have any kids books oh i'll just download one on the app oh the app needs to update so they're sitting there just holding a phone waiting for the app to update and it's you know it's a very clear visual representation of she was not prepared or expecting to look after a kid and the, the idea that her app needs to update to just get the kid's story is like her life needs to update to be able to deal with looking after a kid you know it's just simple enough yeah. and that's why i'm saying i can't really like shit on the movie that much because it, it's doing simple things that help tell the story it's very competent in how it talks about her dealing with this child that she's now looking after that she wasn't prepared for and how much of a you know that's burden that it suddenly is and like just you know how awkward it is because you know yeah like if you're not prepared to look after a kid if that's something you've been prepping for or wanted yeah it would be this huge yeah. thing all of a sudden that you have to deal with yeah, like, if, if you compare it to other, like, you know, generic studio horror movies that, you know, we dislike or, or shit on a lot of the time, like, you know, a lot of the problems with that is that, you know, the story is doing a lot of, like, you know, annoying, tropey things, or people are acting in ways that they wouldn't act in real life, or the performers are just not interesting or charismatic. So, yeah, like, if, if you don't exactly, uh, you know, if the movie's not exactly what you're expecting, but, like, uh, yeah, it's not showing the problem that, like, other, you know, shitty horror movies do. Like, you know, it's very competent in a lot of the areas, uh, you know, of the filmmaking and yeah, the performances like, and everything, so. Look, it keeps tying back into this theme of, like, technology getting in the way of just being, like, a, a parent or looking after a kid. And it keeps returning to, like, her, you know, uh, you know, Katie over the course of the movie is getting more and more problematic with how she acts mm -hmm. out and that clearly she needs help. She, clearly she needs to have, like, a proper parental figure. And it's not been provided yet because it's been just, you know, it's Megan instead. So when she starts kicking the back of the chair when she's driving, which, you know, given how her parents died, that feels like a, a really big roll of the dice, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your parents died in a car accident, so maybe don't kick the back of the driver's chair. Just that idea. Um, 
and she's throwing these temper tantrums and it's building up so it does actually feel like a nice turning point when she shows up to defend Gemma at the end and sure. it feels like you know if you believe that she is going through something and like it's almost making some reasonable points uh as far as like getting you know moving on from a parent's death and how to deal with that mm. Uh, both as the new guardian and how the child does with it and then the role that a toilet megan and obviously the, the other thing the movie's kind of about is the danger of technology and you know if I, again another scene that shows this really well is that katie has to uh or sorry Gemma has to work right she's got this deadline earlier on in the movie and she's like okay i need to work for several hours so I need you to hold the fort. I actually thought she was going to leave her in the house herself, but she's actually just working in her workroom in the house, so it's not actually that bad. But I, I thought she was going to go to the office and leave yeah. Katie on her own. But she says, hey, here's my iPad. You can, you know, watch stuff and do whatever uh, whilst I'm working. And she's like, okay, how much screen time do I have? And she's like, wait, what? What are you talking about? She's like, well, when do I have to turn it off? She's like, uh, never. You can watch it as much as you want. And... I think, again, it's this idea that she is going to rely on technology to, you know, deal with the kid because she's got stuff to do. Um, and her reliance on that is, you know, that's, you know, both characters, both both Gemma and Katie have arcs. Both And both of them, by the end of the film, have, you know, Gemma's ready to be more of a parental figure and she gets over her reliance on technology and realizes that she has to actually connect with her on a human level. Katie, you know, accepts Gemma as a parental figure by the end and sticks up for her and they become something akin to a family by the end. Both of them have arcs. So it's a very solidly structured, constructed movie that does the character stuff well. I just wanted crazier. I wanted more deaths. I wanted a bit more gore. As a horror movie, I'm disappointed. As a drama, it's all right. You know, it actually does <laughs> relatively well. Like, it's definitely better than other, like, your crap Bloomhouse stuff. Like, it's better than Truth or Dare, oh. obviously. It's better oh, than... Oh, yeah. Uh, you Fantasy know. Island. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that one. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, be- it's better than the majority of that. Obviously not all Bloomhouse, because they've made some good movies, but uh, it's better than any, anything like that. This is, n- this is not a silly, bad movie. But part of me was kind of hoping it was a really silly movie, and so yeah, sadly for me, it, 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 I don't know. I just I felt like it was lacking what I wanted from it, even though it's mm-hmm. actually solid in a lot of what it does. So mm-hmm. I don't know. So it's, it's a weird, it's a weird place to be. Uh, but Tim, it's yeah. time to rate the movie. So rate Megan. Um, yeah, I, I I don't necessarily disagree with, uh, with what you said, but also, um, yeah, I, I wasn't as disappointed. Like it, um, it, you know, pretty much kept me chugging along. Like, uh, I was never really bored. I'm not sure how long it was, but, um, it was like a hundred minutes, uh, yeah, pretty normal, which seems about, yeah. What, what do you expect from this movie? But, um, yeah, no, like I, I was never bored again. Uh, you know, I like the characters. Uh, I like, you know, the, there's story arcs. Uh, and um, yeah, I think Megan is just like really fun on screen. Like even just like the way she moves and like the sounds it makes. It's just, uh, I don't know, something about it is just like very entertaining to me. It just feels like uh, there's this weird <laughs> like robotic disconnect uh, from like this crazy thing that uh, to me, it just like looks like kind of like weird and off-putting. So it's just funny, like the way people reacting uh about like how great it is um and actually i i think were um some pretty decent like 
um, jokes and stuff in it and stuff that I laughed at. Um, we didn't mention it, but I forget there was like another funny scene, uh, I think after the neighbor died and like she's talking to a detective and um, I forget like what what he says, but like he's he's like very flippantly like, um, oh, yeah, uh, we found out that the kid was murdered. Like we, we found like a piece of his ear, so we think it's homicide now. And like, you know, uh, she was like, oh, my God, like am I a suspect? He was like, what? Oh, no, 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 no. We just like, wanted to let you know. Um, but. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of like, little stuff like that uh, that I thought was funny. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I think I'll give it a uh, 7.5. Uh, yeah, I actually liked it quite a bit. I had uh, a good amount of fun with it. Uh, pretty good start to the uh, to 2023 in terms of uh, horror-wise. Yeah. If the uh, second baby's a girl, are you going to call her Megan? It's tempting. <laughs> it's tempting. <laughs> It'll have to be if the three, though. Like, I'm not going to... Oh, of course, yeah. ...cheap out and... Uh, I love the idea for her whole life. She'll be like... The teacher will be like, what's your name, Megan? And she'll write there and say, no, no, Megan with a three. And she'll be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> um, yeah, it so... It usually annoys me when they do that in movies, but, you know, it. I think it's... It, it it works in this. <laughs> it works with the robot theme. Although yeah. they're going to be kicking themselves when they get to the third movie and realize shit. Like we've already got the three in there. We can't add yeah. another one. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the the sequel though, you know, it has to be like either like a four replaces the three, or like a four where the A would be <laughs> something. Yeah, but what do you do for the third one? Where do you put a five? <sighs> Does a five look like an upside down G kind of? <laughs> <laughs> okay, would he put a six? Like, I, you know, I'm just. I don't think it's sustainable. I think the most likely option <laughs> is to call it Megan 2.0. That's my guess. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. That's my guess right now, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, either that, or they go with a different name with a number in it, so it'll be like Amber, but there'll be like a a number <laughs> in the name somewhere, you know? Sure. <laughs> But, I, you know, I could be wrong. Because if it's a different company that builds a new version of Megan, they might call mm -hmm. it something different. So it'll be uh, whatever they end up calling it. Lucille. <laughs> Luc Lucille, that's what we're going with. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so I, I think I'm going to go with, like, a 6 out of 10, which I, I'm giving it because, I, I like, I think there's a, there's a few funny lines and scenes, but I don't think it's, like, fun, funny consistently enough. Whereas, like, I just feel like it, it becomes a downer for too long where we're dealing with this girl, like, upset about her dead parents and the, you know, the aunt who's, like, struggling to try and be a parental figure. And I think it handles that stuff relatively well. And, like I said, the characters have arcs and it has, like, a nice payoff to some things. But, like, I wanted it to be crazier. I wanted more kills. I wanted it to be bloodier. I wanted more crazy Megan moments. So what do I want from a sequel? I want more Megan mayhem. The three M's. More <laughs> Megan mayhem. If I ask what you just call it, Megan mayhem. That's your, that's your sequel. <laughs> that's what I want. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, I just, I wish it was funnier, more consistently, and was crazier. But if you don't want to give me crazy, then... Fair enough. Like, I can't fault that it's a relatively solid, solid story uh, that's decently directed. I know the director did, like, Housebound, which was a movie that got some oh. buzz when it came out. I thought it was just okay, though. Uh, I'd probably say this is better than Housebound, but, I mean, 
I may be the minority on that. I didn't realize it's the same director. I uh, I, I like Housebound. Um, I I don't think it's like you know, uh, like a classic or anything, but um, I think it, it was good as like one of those like random streaming movies I'd never heard of before that I just threw on and was like, oh, this is actually like competent. Mm. Like, you know, it's not like a some other random Netflix movie that you know, <laughs> you is just complete garbage. But. Yeah. That's it. As much as I suggested it may be a different name and stuff because it's a different company that makes it, I feel like from a marketing point of view, though, they'll want Megan to look like Megan. So they'll probably oh, somehow yeah. just have Megan back, even though, in yeah. theory, a different company making it should mean that it should look like a different doll. But, you know, whatever. Well, they did say in this movie that, you know, it comes with, forget however many different, like, uh, skin tones and hair colors that, <laughs> that yeah. they can mix it up. <laughs> Yeah, but I bet he is just going to look like Megan. Because they want, they want to put her on the poster or the trailer and have everyone go, it's Megan! Yeah. 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 Uh, so, there you go. Um, yeah, well, I suppose that's it. I suppose that's Megan. Uh, it's <laughs> it's shockingly decent, but is unfortunately mm. not, doesn't deliver on everything I wanted from it. <laughs> so, mm. I am left conflicted. But Tim had a better time with it, so I suppose check that's it out fine. for yourself yeah. uh, and see how you feel. But uh, yeah, it, it failed to dethrone Avatar two from the box office though. That's still number one, which is surprising. I thought it would make a billion, but <laughs> here we are. You said that about the boy too, though. <laughs> well, eventually one of these movies has to. The boy, the boy two, like bombed basically, and your chances mm-hmm. of a third boy movie are in the gutter. So, uh, we'll see. <laughs> Weirder things have happened. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Weirder things have happened. But uh, I still don't think you're getting that. You're getting <laughs> Megan 2, though. You get Megan 2. Uh... Hey, Megan 2 electric boogaloo would work, actually, because it's, like, you know, robotic. She's electric. Yeah, that's true. But, but I do like that they at least kind of addressed, like, her having power. Like, she's always, like, sitting on, like, a charging pad at night. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and they never explain it. They never tell you that's what it is. But you just you see her sit in this chair that lights up, and you're like, "Oh, it's a charging pad." Okay, you can roll I, with it. I think there was enough nice, like, uh, I, I like that there are touches like that. That yeah, you don't really need to be explained. Uh, but you know that, but it, but it was there. It's the sort of thing where if you went back in time and showed this movie to someone from like mm-hmm. twenty years ago. They'd be so they wouldn't get as much of it, but there's so many little things that we just understand because of modern technology that we're all used to. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. I, that's the other thing we, we should mention the very ending because right before it cuts to black, uh, we've already rated the movie. People may have turned it off already. Oh, right, Apologies right, right, right. for leaving this till after. Uh, but there is a hint this. that Megan has put her like code into like the you know the Alexa style device that mm. Gemma has in her house because it's uh, like it's, it's it's like a. It's almost like a what's the what's the droid from Force Awakens, BB Eight? Yeah, it almost yeah. looks like a little BB Eight where it's got like a, a bit in the top, and that that like turns around and lights up, and it's like, oh, Megan's in there, she still She's exists. In the cloud. <laughs> yeah, I wonder like maybe what they'll do for the sequel is that another company will make a doll, and then Megan will like beam into it, like she'll like find it and go, okay, uh, there's uh, a body uh, for me, I'm going to take it, and not bad, not bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you do it. That's how you get Megan to. Uh, but yeah, just... I, I I just wonder, like, do we go with a completely new family, or do we want to stick around with Gemma and Katie? I kind of hope it's a new family, but I can kind of see why they would. The the plot, the obvious plot would be to have Megan try to like find Katie, 
in right, Gemma yeah. and like track them down. And maybe it'd be interesting because you know maybe Katie by the time they make a second one will be at least in like junior high school, uh, so it'll be a different dynamic or something. But you know, kill have Megan kill more people. That's all I ask. Like, give me a body count. I just it, it felt very lacking in this. But hey ho, there you go. That's uh, that's Megan. Uh, let us know what you thought of the movie in the comments below. Like, subscribe, ding the bell for notifications, all that stuff, and get us on the Twitter's at Screams Midnight. And of course, you can support all the content over at patreon.com slash TV and get some bonuses for your trouble. The actual new bonuses are on pause for a while, but you get bonuses with other shows, and of course, there's the back catalogue of bonus streams after midnight episodes at the $3 tier, and even more streams uh, show, which we've done 12 episodes of over the last year or so, uh, in the $5 tier. So by all means, go and check out that, and those will return uh, once Tim is back from having a da baby uh, <laughs> later in the year. So go check out all that. Um, and this is going out before a few episodes that we've already recorded, so I can tell you that the next few weeks are coming up are a couple of 2022 movies that we had to get through uh, before we wrapped up 2022, which we'll do, I think it'll be March by the time you get our top 10 of 2022, but there's two big 2022 movies that uh, next on the show, the next two episodes you get will be, um, uh, well, I think the next one's Peril, you're getting Peril next, and then... Uh, something else then the top 20 top 10 of 2022 and then I'll leave what's coming after that a mystery but we're we're recording ahead so you've got episodes whilst Tim's away um, breastfeeding his baby or something uh, is, that, is that what you do as a father something like that I don't know uh, I'm usually just in charge of uh, the night shift so I'll <laughs> the night shift I like that yeah like when the when the baby wakes up at 3 and then I have to yeah, basically just kind of hold it <laughs> until it goes back to sleep. I I think my uh my, my joke there was getting to was, uh, you know, meet the parents where he's like, I've got ni- nipples, Greg, can you milk me? Uh, I like the idea of you saying that to the, the doctor. You're, you're going for the ultrasound or whatever. and mm. uh, The ultrasound, sorry, not ultrasound. Uh, <laughs> but, and like, okay, he's like, he's giving you parent advice, you're like, but doctor, can I can I also breastfeed the baby? What? what, what, what? I've got nipples! What are these nipples for, damn it? Let me breastfeed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if they... Uh, I mean, it, there have been cases where men have lactated. Uh, that's called witch's milk, which I don't think... I've never that, heard of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, you can look it up. Uh, I've never done it myself, though, but... Um, Nor have I. I, I I've, I've never accidentally squirted milk <laughs> from my nipples, I can tell you that. <clears throat> I have no idea uh, how nutritious it is or if it's beneficial to, yeah, give witch's milk <laughs> to a baby, but you never know. It benefits no one, Tim. Probably not, no. I'd freak out. If I if I got <laughs> up one morning and I was, like, leaking milk from my nipple, I'd be freaking the F out. <laughs> All your cats are <laughs> licking it up. <laughs> hey, cats don't actually like milk. Well, most of them don't anyway. Yeah, uh, that's a weird... It's a weird trope that like weird, movies have yeah. told us, but most cats are actually lactose intolerant. Uh, I learned that the hard way. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, not, 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 not where the cats I've got now, but I, I had a cat where, you know, she wanted milk, so I put in milk for her, and then she vomited everywhere later, and then I Googled <laughs> it and went, oh, wait, cats aren't actually supposed to drink milk. It's bad for Yikes. them. Oh, wait. Never mind. <laughs> oh, boy. So, unless you're one of the lucky few cats who isn't lactose intolerant, but most cats are lactose intolerant. So, good to know. 
You've learned something here today. Uh, you can buy milk that's for cats specifically, uh, like cat oh, milk. Okay. It doesn't come from cats. It's not made, you know, it's not actually, they're not like a cat farm where they're like milking all these cats. It's not like that, but it's right. <laughs> milk without the stuff that will harm them. So if they like milk, they can, you can give them this cat milk. Um, that's good to know. Uh, yeah, so that was a weird <laughs> tangent. Thank you very much for joining us, everyone. This has been Screams <laughs> After Midnight. Keep watching scary movies and we will see you next time.